Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Good morning, Battle Lines. Demonstrations coast to coast and getting heated in the wake of that historic Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Just ahead, where abortion is already banned, some patients finding out in the waiting room what some companies are doing to support abortion rights, and the legal landscape, what the decision means for issues like contraception and gay marriage. Breaking overnight, Russian forces carrying out the most intense bombing campaign in Ukraine in weeks. New strikes in the capital of Kyiv. President Biden meeting with world leaders in Europe this morning. Will the West stay united? We're there live. Travel chaos, problems multiplying at the nation's airports after yet another weekend of big crowds and canceled flights. I can't even see the end of the line now. Coming up, what to expect for this week's 4th of July rush. Frightening moments, dramatic video showing the packed stands suddenly collapsing at an arena in Colombia. At least four people killed, hundreds injured. We will have the very latest. Those stories plus very close call. Lightning strikes a boat filled with passengers off the coast of Florida. This morning, the dramatic video and the rescue. I love them all. Yeah. They're all angels and it saved lives. And box office king. I'm ready, ready to fly. Elvis ties Top Gun for the top spot over the weekend. This is your captain speaking. But Maverick flies right by the billion dollar mark and Hollywood rejoices today, Monday, June 27th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie. And Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Good to have you with us. Monday morning, Hoda's off, and uh, you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. It was a fast weekend, as they all are with the kids. How about you? <laughs> Long weekend because yes. of the kids. Same thing. Uh, we got our top story this morning. New details on that fast-moving fallout from the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The reverberations just starting to be felt coast-to-coast coast this morning. Some states already taking action. In fact, the moment that decision was released on Friday, demonstrators on both sides of the issue erupted outside the High Court. Similar scenes quickly unfolding across the country throughout the weekend. So here is the landscape this morning. At least 10 states restrict abortion access. Some ban the procedure altogether. We've got it covered. We'll start with NBC's Blaine Alexander in Atlanta for us. Blaine, good morning. Well, Savannah, good morning to you. In some places, that change was immediate. Clinics across the country either shutting their doors or stopping services as the court's decision came down. In other states, they immediately started putting change in motion. Here in Georgia, the attorney general has asked a court to allow a law to take effect that would reduce abortion access from 20 weeks down to six weeks. And of course, all of this comes as we are seeing nationwide protests, people either celebrating or mourning the court's decision. In every corner of the country, emotions spilling into the streets. Anger and fear facing relief 
joy, all responding to the end of Roe v. Wade. The feeling of just total despair. We have gained protection for the most innocent members of the human family. Some weekend protests turned violent. In Arizona, officers used tear gas to break up protesters at the state capitol. And in Rhode Island, a police officer running for state senate was arrested after allegedly punching his female opponent during an abortion rights rally. He has since pulled out of the race. At an abortion rights protest in Los Angeles, viral video shows Full House actress Jody Sweden pushed to the ground by police officers. The LAPD says it is aware of the video and use of force will be evaluated. Following the court's decision Friday, at least 10 states immediately restricted abortion access, with many banning the procedure altogether, including Alabama, where at the Women's Center in Huntsville, Dalton Johnson had to break the news to women already in the waiting room. What was it like in that room? It was just raw emotions. It was everything from people that were upset, angry, people breaking down, crying. In Arkansas, where abortion was legal up to 20 weeks, doctors now could face up to 10 years in prison for performing the procedure. The only exception, life of the mother. At least three more states shut down services with the law still unclear. But at least 16 states and Washington, D.C. have laws protecting the right to an abortion. Among those states, Illinois, where over the weekend, former President Trump took a victory lap on his conservative court appointments at a rally with Republican House member Mary Miller, who made these controversial comments. I want to thank you for the historic victory for life in the Supreme Court yesterday. Miller's campaign says she misread her prepared remarks and meant to say right to life. The pivotal Supreme Court case originated with this Mississippi abortion clinic, where this morning women are still attending appointments. State law allows 10 days before it has to shut down. Tyler Hardin runs Planned Parenthood in the state. You have appointments in these next 10 days, keep those appointments and make those appointments. And this morning, we are getting a new look at just how Americans feel about the court's decision. A new poll out this morning from NPR and PBS NewsHour shows that a majority of Americans, 56 percent, say they oppose the court's decision. Savannah. All right, Blaine, thank you very much. That sets the table for our next conversation with NBC's justice correspondent Pete Williams. And Pete, the Supreme Court has spoken, but that is not the end of the legal challenges. No, and in fact, they've already started in the states. Planned Parenthood is challenging the trigger law now in effect in Utah, saying that even though the Supreme Court has ruled that there's no right to abortion in the U.S. Constitution, the right is nonetheless protected by Utah's state constitution because it provides greater family-related legal protections and guarantees of personal autonomy. There's a similar suit in Florida. It says the state's privacy laws protect the right to abortion. And the courts are going to have to answer some other questions. For example, can a state make it a crime to travel to another state to get abortion services? Or can it ban advertising or counseling about how to get those services where they're legal? And do the banning states have to allow exceptions for rape, incest, and protecting a woman's health? I'll add one more. Another big question is over abortion by medicine, the abortion pill, as it's called. Some states right. may want to target that medication. Well, and already have. In the states that ban abortion, it is illegal to get those pills from a doctor. And some states are trying to go further and also ban receiving the pills by mail from a state where they're legal. 
The Biden administration says the states can't do that because those pills are approved by the federal government and the courts will probably have to decide that too. Well, and, and it also raises the question when you look at this decision that uh, it dismantles the legal underpinning of Roe versus Wade, but does that have an application to other cases, for example, gay marriage or contraception? Clarence Thomas, uh, in his concurring opinion, said yes. Do you expect those issues to come up before the court in the future? I don't see them coming quickly, but the reason for the question is that Friday's ruling says there is no constitutional right to abortion because it is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition, and certainly same-sex marriage and access to contraceptives would flunk that test. So Justice Thomas says the court should take another look at them now, but the majority in the ruling said four separate times that it was only about abortion and doesn't threaten those other rights. So about all you can say is that they appear to be safe, at least for now, Savannah. All right, Pete Williams, thank you very much. All right, now we turn to the potential political implications here. What impact will the overturning of Roe v. Wade have on the crucial midterm elections now just four months away? Our chief White House correspondent, Kristen Welker, joins us from the Bavarian Alps, where President Biden is in the middle, middle of a, a quick trip to Europe. So, uh, Kristen, before the president left for Europe, uh, we heard him talk about the Supreme Court's decision, essentially putting abortion on the ballot. What does this potentially mean for Democrats in the midterms? Well, good morning, Craig. The battle over abortion is creating a remarkable backdrop to this G7 summit. Democrats who were bracing for major losses in the midterms see the abortion issue as a way to energize their voters and potentially hold on to more seats. Now, President Biden has directed his administration to protect access to things like contraception, as you just heard, and the abortion pill. But look, he acknowledges his powers are really quite limited in this space. And before he left for Europe, as you said, Craig, the president did call on Congress to to make abortion legal at the federal level, that's something the Democrats right now aren't even close to having enough votes for. So the president's also urging voters to elect candidates who support abortion rights. The challenge, though, for Democrats is balancing their message on abortion with other really pressing issues for voters like soaring inflation, high gas prices. And of course, the reality check here, Craig, it could take years for Democrats to make abortion legal at the federal level again, if it happens at all, Craig. So, so, Kristen, with, with Democrats hoping to use this decision to, to energize their ba base, to, to galvanize their base, how are Republicans navigating this issue going forward? They say it's a motivating issue for their voters, too. In fact, a number of Republican lawmakers cheered the news over the weekend and also insisted there is more work to be done. They are calling on Congress to ban abortion at the federal level. So that's the other side of the coin. But the challenge for the GOP is convincing those voters who were motivated by overturning Roe, some of them single-issue voters, that the fight really isn't over. And there's a larger internal debate within the Republican Party. You heard Pete talk about this and Blaine over just how far to push limits on abortion at the state level with some states already passing laws that ban abortion with no exceptions in cases of rape and incest. And this is really interesting. According to The New York Times over the weekend, former President Trump, who, of course, appointed those three conservative justices who made this all possible, has publicly hailed the ruling. But he's also privately expressing concerns this could hurt Republicans at the ballot box. Now, a source close to Mr. Trump would not comment on the report, but he told me overnight Mr. Trump sees Roe as a complicated political issue, putting Republicans in uncharted charted territory.
Craig. Our chief White House correspondent, Kristen Welker, traveling with the president at the G7 summit. Kristen, thank you. And there is breaking news coming out of that G7 summit this morning on the war in Ukraine. NBC News has learned the U.S. plans to provide Ukrainian forces with an advanced missile defense system. Overnight, Russia carried out a series of new strikes across Ukraine. NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, is in Kiev for us this morning. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. President Zelensky urged G7 leaders, including President Biden, to increase sanctions on Russia, speed up the delivery of weapon systems so that Ukraine can end this war by next winter. But President Putin is signaling he's not done yet. Russia carried out one of its most coordinated and intense bombings in weeks across Ukraine this weekend, including now rare cruise missile strikes in Kyiv, where an apartment building was hit. Authorities say a seven-year-old girl was pulled from rubble, her father killed. It seems President Putin is bombing the capital again as a reminder that Russia still threatens all of Ukraine and can dial up the war on command. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, told us in a wide-ranging interview in collaboration with the Aspen Ideas Festival that President Putin is trying to drive a wedge between Ukraine and the West. We are moving forward somewhere and somewhere else we are retreating, but facing Russia one-on-one, -on -one, I understand that it is going to be difficult for us and probably we will not be able to hold out. Therefore, support is of paramount importance, support from Europe and, first of all, from the United States. What does victory look like for you? And how, how does this war end? The war will end for sure. I am sure it will end with Ukraine winning, whatever happens. No matter how difficult it is for us, we must oust the occupiers from our land for as long as we can. We will do that. That's our life. That's our path. There are reports, rumors, they're not confirmed, that Vladimir Putin is sick. The Kremlin denies it, but there are these reports that he shakes, that he had cancer. Do you know anything? What do you believe? Is he, is he sick? To be frank, I don't know what is happening with Vladimir Putin, but I believe that over there they are very sick in general, sick with overinflated ambitions, unnecessary ambitions, with no understanding or respect towards international law or simply no respect towards people's lives. U.S. officials say it will likely be announced this week that Washington will provide Ukraine with more radar systems, anti-missile defense systems, and artillery rounds. Savannah. All right, Richard, thank you. And you can see that full conversation with Ukraine's president tomorrow on NBCNews.com. We should also mention that NBC Universal News Group is the media partner for the Aspen Ideas Festival. Now to a tragedy in South America. At least four people were killed. Hundreds more hurt after the stands collapsed at a bullfight in central Colombia. The entire incident caught on camera. In fact, take a look at the right side of your screen there. You can see mm. several sections of bleachers crashing to the ground. At this point, it's not clear what caused that collapse. Colombia's president-elect Gustavo Petro says it's not the first time 
an incident like that has happened, he's calling on local officials to ban similar bullfighting events. Good to have you back. Well, nice to be back. How are you? Well, doing good. The good news is a lot of that heat has finally started to dissipate. However, out west, it is still hanging in there. We've got 22 million people from Canada all the way down to Mexico looking at those hot temperatures. The good news is they will start to cool down as we head on into the week. By Wednesday, Seattle, you're at 68. Spokane, 78 degrees. Boise, you drop down from 101 to 87 degrees. Here in the east, we've got a frontal system that's pushing in. That's going to bring some showers and thunderstorms. Nothing too horrible. We do look for that cold front sparking some of those storms from the Gulf all the way up into New England. Scattered areas of heavy rain, very localized areas. Generally, we're talking about one to two inches, but there could be some minor flooding in some of those urban areas for the most part. Not too, so bad. Again, western heat out west. The monsoonal moisture, one or two more days through the southwest. Gorgeous day. Great lakes all the way into the central plains. And again, showery and stormy along the mid-Atlantic coast right on down into the Gulf. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Well, coming up, it looked like something out of a movie, the fishing tournament interrupted by an intense lightning strike. This Ooh. morning, people who were on that boat share their stories and talk about this remarkable rescue. Also had this morning, thousands of flight cancellations and delays over the weekend, adding to frustration at airports from coast to coast, really. All of this as we head into a big travel week for millions of Americans. What you need to know in the countdown to the 4th of July to make your holiday as stress-free as possible. But first, this is today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Summertime, June 27, 2022. Plaza filled with smiling faces, starting the week off right. 
We are glad to have him along. Glad to have you along. Hold us off. We got Tom Yamas joining us. So now hey. it's a party. It's it is a party. You know what I was noticing? The Today Show banner matches the Savannah Guthrie oh, I mean, outfit I can't this morning. It. Oh, it's the official color of today. It is. It is. <laughs> very cool. Well, very good cool. morning, everybody. Let's get to your headlines. 7:30 on a Monday morning. A supermarket employee is being charged with assault after allegedly slapping Rudy Giuliani on the back. This incident was caught on camera. Happened at a Shoprite store on Staten Island. Giuliani was there campaigning for his son Andrew, who's running for governor of New York. He says the employee called him an expletive as he made contact. The former New York City mayor was not injured during that incident. Well, we have an important recall to tell you about this morning. About 400,000 solar powered umbrellas sold at Costco are being recalled because of a fire risk. That product in question is the 10-foot Sunvilla Solar LED Market Umbrella. There's a picture of it there. Some customers say that batteries in the umbrella's solar panel can overheat, posing fire and burn hazards. If you have one of those umbrellas, you can return it to Costco for a refund. Uh, now to that dramatic rescue this weekend off the coast of Clearwater, Florida. Seven people out on the water for a fishing tournament when all of a sudden their boat was struck by lightning. This video is so wild. Those terrifying seconds captured on camera. And this morning we're hearing from two of the passengers in that video and some of the Coast Guard heroes who rushed to save them. Let's get to NBC senior national correspondent Kerry Sanders. He's got the story. Hi, Kerry. Good morning. Well, good morning. As incredible as that video is, remarkably, nobody was injured. The boat's owner says that one of the critical decisions here was that they had a homing beacon on board that they were able to trigger, and then there was the immediate response to the Coast Guard that they're convinced saved lives. A bolt of lightning sending shockwaves through a group of family and friends enjoying a day out on the water near Clearwater, Florida. Every second, there was lightning. I've had lightning around me in the past, but nothing like this. Mm -mm. This was something that I've never experienced. Co-captain Glenn Rummer and his sister, Sherry Kelly, had set out before sunrise Saturday morning as part of a fishing tournament. But then, We're hanging. a storm unexpectedly swept in. There was only one way to go, and that was kind of through the storm. They were facing wind gusts of up to 35 miles an hour, six-foot waves, and non-stop lightning when suddenly a direct hit to the 39-foot boat. The outrigger that actually got struck exploded yeah. into splinters and was on fire when it landed. The motors, the electrical, everything went out. We were completely dead in the water. Sherry rushed to help the other passengers get below deck, including one woman who's pregnant. Everybody really held it together. Glenn immediately sent out a distress signal using a radio beacon to alert the Coast Guard. We had their location immediately. Petty officers, second class Carly Thomas and Brian Camp, were part of the four-person search and rescue crew that flew nearly two hours to reach the boat some 100 miles offshore. Everybody on the boat was... We started crying. He's getting emotional again. <laughs> the Coast Guard team literally diving into action. I put Brian down and he swam over to the boat. He assessed the situation. He towed them in as I was bringing the basket down. Carly would hoist one by one the seven people. All seven passengers airlifted to safety. I love them all. Yeah. They're all angels. A fishing story that is not exaggerated. Mother Nature had her way with us. <laughs> <laughs> but we had God as backing and he, he blessed us and all everybody is safe. 
at yeah. home and nobody hurt. And that, that right there in itself. Hmm. Pretty astonishing. Obviously, it's pretty rare to get struck by lightning, but Florida is one of the most common places where it happens. In fact, it is number one in the nation where lightning strikes happen. The National Weather Service says up to 10 people a year are killed by lightning. And of course, the most active time is just in a few days in July. Guys, a lightning bolt can be up to 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Oh, my gosh. All right, Carrie, what a rescue. Thank you very much. Up next on a Monday morning, the start of a busy travel week getting underway after yet another weekend of canceled flights, a slew of delays, millions of passengers getting ready to fly for the 4th of July. So what you need to do to prepare before you head to the airport. Plus, Harry Smith will join us with a powerful story everyone needs to see on a father who's honoring his son's legacy and finding a new purpose by connecting with people over a simple game of catch. But first, these messages. We're back, 739. It's up today and this morning. New travel trouble at the nation's airports heading into what is expected to be a really busy 4th of July holiday. Yeah, it is. NBC's Sam Brock is at Miami International where a number of flights were canceled, number of flights delayed over the weekend. Sam, how are things now? Hey, Greg, good morning, guys. Good morning. Relatively calm, speaking for a Monday right now. But I'll say this, if you felt like the last several months it's been nonstop travel, travel madness, that's because it has. And right now what we're looking at this morning, according to FlightAware, is 670 flights canceled in the United States, 1,400 plus over the weekend, guys. This is, it may just be the calm before the 4th of July frenzy. On the heels of another weekend of travel turmoil, those hoping for a smooth flight are finding themselves at a sudden standstill. I got here, I was probably about 150, 200 person in line, and I can't even see the end of the line now. I'm stuck. The line of passengers waiting to speak with an airline agent at Miami International, longer than this hallway. We got the message to book another flight. We went to book another flight. There was nothing. At Hawaii's Kona International, a panorama of pain in paradise. It even took Anthony Morris more than 24 hours to go from Charlotte to Houston midweek. They told us the reasoning why it was delayed was because they didn't have enough flight attendants. The staffing crunch coming as the long 4th of July weekend is on the radar, and air travel is predicted to be near a pandemic high. More than 11 million passengers expected to depart from U.S. airports. Experts say the holiday rush leading to even more headaches. To put it in perspective, over Memorial Day weekend, we saw about 25,000 flights delayed, and we're expecting to see the same or more over 4th of July weekend. The turbulence jet fueled by soaring summer demand and compounded by carriers dealing with staffing shortages at all levels. Most critically, pilots, cabin crew, even ground handlers, including air traffic controllers. The trouble behind the scenes, creating a nightmare for many looking to get away. As you look around, what do you see? Okay, yeah. These families at Atlanta's Hartfield-Jackson Airport, waiting 90 minutes or more just to check their bags. Even if you wanted to change your flight on a Saturday morning at Atlanta's airport, the line to see someone is about two hours long, at least. If I get to my destination in Portland, Maine before midnight tonight, I will be pleasantly surprised. To dodge a travel doomsday, travel pros advise booking a nonstop flight, even if it's pricier, and traveling earlier in the day. 
helping avoid a chaotic chain reaction as delays and cancellations pile up. And if you're forced to rebook at the airport, find the fastest out by pulling double or even triple duty while waiting in line. Stay close to the agent desk, try to get someone on the phone, and use the customer service chat feature online, all to prevent fireworks at the airport before the 4th. Some good tips there, Sam. Uh, Sam, meanwhile, you've got the federal government indicating some, some possible action against the airlines if these issues continue during the holiday weekend. What more can you tell us about that part of the story? Yeah, Craig, that's right. So July 4th is going to be something of a litmus test here. The Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, says his department is considering enforcement actions against the airlines if they fail to meet consumer protection standards. And, Craig, at the exact same time, you have an industry group representing the largest airlines that is pointing the finger on Friday at the FAA and specifically a critical staffing shortage when it comes to air traffic control towers. So basically what the bottom line is is this points to potentially a rough summer of travel regardless, Craig. Yeah. Back All to right. you. Sam Brock for us. Sam, thank you. So you've got, sounds like the federal government sort of blaming the airlines. The airlines pointing the fingers at the government. Meanwhile, you've got passengers yeah. stuck in the middle. It's called a hot mess. A hot mess. Yeah. It's called book Amtrak. That's there you go. Or just if you drive. can. Hey, you know, why not? Give it a shot. All Staycation. Right, let's, yeah, there you go. Let's talk about the hurricane season. We're starting to see some things heat up. We've got Invest 94L down here. We're looking at a 70% development in the next two days, likely to become a tropical depression over the next couple of days. You can see it comes across the Windward Islands. This is the development zone. We're going to watch that closely. We also have something... You're trying to get itself together, a little tropical disturbance just south of New Orleans, Mississippi, uh, Alabama. We're watching this 20% develop in the next five days. It's going to be a slow developer. Uh, in fact, the development zone is right off the Texas coast. We're going to watch this uh, during the week. Today, it's disorganized. It's moving slowly, drifting to the west. It's going to spin up some showers and thunderstorms, stretching from the Gulf all the way to Texas. We're also looking tomorrow. The heaviest rain will remain offshore, but eventually, uh, start to get itself together. We're going to watch this isolated amounts, three inches or more from Corpus Christi all the way to Mobile, Alabama. And that's your latest weather. Guys. Well, thank you. Coming up, not one, but two kings of the box office. The details behind a huge weekend for Elvis and for Mr. Top Gun himself, Tom Cruise, right after this. back with the king, yeah. Elvis. Really the king. I mean, this is a shocker. Yeah, big weekend at the box office all around. Uh, that new Elvis Presley biopic tying Top Gun Maverick for the top spot. Each film bringing in more than $30 million. Their success, along with another hit, Jurassic World Dominion, and the just-released Black Phone exceeded expectations as well. Uh, they made this weekend's box office one of the busiest of the pandemic. Yeah, and that's the big news. After two years of empty theaters and streaming dominance, it seems like the movie theater experience is officially back, and Top Gun is particular in leading that trend after crossing, get this, guys, the $1 billion mark Bingo. globally. Just the second movie to top that milestone since the pandemic began. The other, Spider-Man, No Way Home. But we were just talking. The theater's also awesome for the kids. Sure. Yes. Just taking them in, especially with this weather. Yes, exactly. Get a little air conditioning, little get air them conditioning. out of the sun. Just a little bit of candy. I, I wonder, I mean, doesn't it feel like people saw Top Gun, yeah. remember that the movies yeah. are fun, and, so and now we're going to other, I mean, Elvis yeah. is so different. It's not another action movie. But you called so it, well. You called Top Gun. I like, said it would make a billion. I yeah. knew that. Because, I mean, it is just one of the best movies I've seen. I know. It's fun. I want to see it again. Yeah. I mean. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Minions coming up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it's Friday, I think. Oh, you've seen it? I, 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 we, everything. So, well, I, I, we saw Minions with the kids as well. 
that's probably going to do close to a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's guess. a new minion. It's great. Yeah. That's true. A new minion? That's yeah. a tease. Yeah. Okay. Gotta check They're that. coming right. tomorrow, too. Aren't oh, they? Steve Carell's coming tomorrow, I, I think. I think he's bringing yeah. the minions. Oh, oh I fantastic. hope so. Huh. Don't yeah. come if you're not bringing minions. <laughs> we love you, but we need no to come No Steve. <laughs> coming up. Also, the surprise appearance by Kanye West. Yeah, that's him right there. He honored his friend Diddy at the BET Awards. Yeah, it's Kanye in the mask. And babyface. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.